Good afternoon, my renegades. Welcome back to Renegade Times. <laughs> I have a surprise for you. I hope you guys like it. So jump into the trenches with me and listen to what I have made. Welcome back to Renegade Times. trenches with me with the merch on y'all because the merch will look sexy in those trenches it's even like it's stain proof okay there ain't gonna be no muck once you climb out okay get yourself some merch um uh links on how to reach me will be down in the description below thank you very much thank you to Voice of the Fat Mandis for letting me come on and talk about conspiracies on his channel. It was a lot of fun. And thank you to the new subscribers that I have because of that live stream. I appreciate you so much. Anyways, as always, let's get into the politics first. I don't know if this would necessarily fall into politics, but it is an alert for the people who live in Texas at the moment, probably around the Mexican and Texas border. Mexican national wanted for allegedly murdering uh, five neighbors in Texas and is thrice deported illegal alien reports. Okay. Uh, where in the world is Kamala Harris? She's supposed to be keeping an eye out. This is her fault. I blame her. The 38-year-old Mexican national uh, that law enforcement officials are searching for in Texas for allegedly murdering five of his neighbors in reportedly an illegal alien uh, has been deported from the U.S. multiple times. San Giancarlo, or sorry, San Jacinto um, County Sheriff, I'm bad at pronouncing things, Greg Carpenters told uh, Britt Bart 
on Sunday that officials from Immigration and Customs Enforcement, the ICE, informed him that Francisco Oropesa is thrice deported (laughs) illegal alien who was last removed from the country in 2016. So Fox News correspondent Bill Mulligan uh, subsequently confirmed the uh, news. I'm told he's been previously deported as multiple illegal re-entries on his record and was last encountered by the ICE in 2016. Okay. So, the FBI's field office in Houston released new photos of Oropesa um, on Sunday afternoon that appeared to have been taken at three different moments in time because he is wearing different clothing and he appears to be in a government facility in each of the photos. Uh, here are the newest images of Francisco Oropesa and a prominent tattoo on his left arm, or his left forearm. The FBI's tweet said, going forward with the subject's last name will be spelled Oropesa um, to better reflect his identity and law enforcement systems. Okay. Oropesa allegedly murdered five of his neighbors after they asked him to stop shooting his gun because they had a baby that was trying to sleep. That is a very valid request, sir. Why did you decide to murder them out of that? Like, how do you get so offended by not shooting off your gun that you want to murder five people? That's just sick. That's awful. He allegedly shot each five victims in the head. Well, that is... He needs to go to jail. He really needs to just rot in jail. Some of these victims' bodies shielded young children who survived and were transported to the hospitals. You know that one of them is that neighbor that told him to please stop firing off his gun and now that child has no father or mother. Officials named the victims as Sonia Argentina Guzman, 25, Diana Velasquez Alvardo, 21, Jalisa Molnia Rivera, 31, and Jonathan Casares, 18, and Daniel Enrique Lasso, who is 8. So there was a child that was murdered in this terrible situation. Caper said initially that the officials believed that they were trapped or they had trapped Francisco Oropesa in a wooded area about a mile away from the crime scene and later discovered that he was not there. Caper said that law enforcement uh, recovered Oropesa's cell phone, which they were uh, likely using to try and track him. Caper said that uh, the urge, I'm sorry, the search area Oh. Okay, hang on. I just saw an, an, another article. But anyway. Search area for the suspect was up to 20 miles and he could be anywhere now. So he's basically running free. That's that's a comfort. Local FBI officials said that Oropesa uh, should be considered armed and dangerous and that he is a threat to the community. 
to all of my Texas friends. Keep your eyes open. I love you very much. Stay safe. this would necessarily fall into politics, but it is an alert for the people who live in Texas at the moment, probably around the Mexican and Texas border. Mexican national wanted for allegedly murdering uh, five neighbors in Texas and is thrice deported. Illegal alien reports. Okay. Uh, Where in the world is Kamala Harris? She's supposed to be keeping an eye out. This is her fault. I blame her. The 30 year, 38-year-old Mexican national uh, that law enforcement officials are searching for in Texas for allegedly murdering five of his neighbors in reportedly an illegal alien uh, has been deported from the U.S. multiple times. San Giancart... Sorry. San... Yacinto... Um, County Sheriff, I'm bad at pronouncing things, Greg Carpenters told uh, Britt Bart on Sunday that officials from Immigration and Customs Enforcement, the ICE, informed him that Francisco Oropesa is thrice deported (laughs) illegal alien who was last removed from the country in 2016. So Fox News correspondent Bill Mulligan uh, subsequently confirmed the uh, news. I'm told he's been previously deported as multiple illegal re-entries on his record and was last encountered by the ICE in 2016. Okay. So... The FBI's field office in Houston released new photos of Oropesa um, on Sunday afternoon that appeared to have been taken at three different moments in time because he is wearing different clothing and he appears to be in a government facility in each of the photos. Uh, Here are the newest images of Francisco Oropesa and a prominent tattoo on his left arm I was left forearm. The FBI's tweet said, Going forward with the subject's last name will be spelled Oropasa um, to better reflect his identity and law enforcement systems. Okay. Oropasa allegedly murdered five of his neighbors after they asked him to stop shooting his gun because they had a baby that was trying to sleep. That is a very valid request, sir? Why did you decide to murder them out of that? Like, how do you get so offended by not shooting off your gun that you want to murder five people? That's just sick. That's awful. He allegedly shot each five victims in the head. Well, that is... He needs to go to jail. He really needs to just rot in jail. Some of these victims' bodies shielded young children who survived and were transported to the hospitals. You know that one of them is that neighbor that told him to please stop firing off his gun and now that child has no father or mother. 
Officials named the victims as Sonia Argentina Guzman, 25, Diana Velasquez Alvardo, 21, Jalisa Molnia Rivera, 31, and Jonathan Casares, 18, and Daniel Enrique Lasso, who is 8. So there was a child that was murdered in this terrible situation. Caper said initially that the officials believed that they were trapped or they had trapped Francisco Oppressa in a wooded area about a mile away from the crime scene and later discovered that he was not there. Caper said that law enforcement re- uh, recovered Oppressa's cell phone, which they were uh, likely using to try and track him. Caper said that uh, the urge, I'm sorry, the search area. Okay, hang on. I just saw an, an, another article. But anyway, search area for the suspect was up to 20 miles and he could be anywhere now. So he's basically running free. That's that's a comfort. Local FBI officials said that Oropesa uh, should be considered armed and dangerous and that he is a threat to the community. To all of my Texas friends, keep your eyes open. I love you very much. Stay safe. Okay, well, the trans community just gets worse and worse, people. Um, There is a councilman that has decided to identify as a man, or as a woman of color. Excuse me. As a woman of color, and uh, I, don't, I don't. Quite frankly, I don't like that. I don't. I mean, it's one thing <clears throat> if you want to be a different sexuality and all that. Trust me, I think that's. I think that's still not okay, because the rights of biological people are taken away. But uh, trying to be a race that you're not. It's also kind of a problem. <clears throat> anyway, local Hoosier rep uh, changes his identity to a woman of color. Liberal outrage ensues. So Ryan Webb, a local Indiana GOP councilman, uh, isn't the hero uh, America deserves, but he is. But he's. But he just might be. Uh, the one we need to expose the utter lunacy of the left. Recently, Webb announced to his constituents uh, uh, in Delaware County, Indiana, that he now identifies as a woman of color, making him the first lesbian councilwoman ever to be elected to council. Okay. Why does it have to be a lesbian woman of color that's a biological male? Like, can't we just bring in a real lesbian woman to be um, part of the council? Because I feel like that would be more empowering and more simple. You know what I mean? Because I know at at least one person, one sane person in the LGBTQ is like, this is bullshit. (laughs) I know that there are sensible, good people in the LGBTQ community who are like, this is bullshit. Like, you can't change your race. You can't change your DNA, in my opinion. 
I mean, for me, it's one thing that, you know, you want to be a different sexuality, but a different race is ridiculous because that's something that you physically cannot really change because, again, it's written on your DNA. Like, if I decided to be African-American, especially in Toledo, people would probably kill me. They would probably shoot me because uh, I am so white. I've been called the white devil before in public. And you know what? I'm just like, I mean, yeah, I know I'm white. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, I'm white. And I'm okay with being white. <laughs> I just don't see this happening. I don't see this actually going well for anybody who tries to be a different race. Like, imagine... <clears throat> imagine this happening to someone in the African-American community who chooses to be white. You know how many people in the African-American community, like, in this time, would be so upset and would still blame white people for his decision or for their decision to become white? I don't know how you would physically do that. I know that there's, like, some sort of, like, chemical for white people, um, to change the pigmentation of their color, of the color of their skin, um, I've seen some story of a man who's done that, who's been brought up in an African-American community, and he feels very safe in, a, in an African-American community, and he was born white, and so he, at some point, identified as black, and so he ended up, like, injecting something in his skin. I think it might have been melanin. I don't know. But there is some sort of chemical for... <clears throat> people to darken their skin. I don't know about lightening it. <clears throat> but anyway, that's how I mostly feel about it. Like, you can't change your race. I mean, I don't believe that you can change your gender either, but there's there's ways of going around that, I guess. It's, I, I just want, I need to call Elon Musk so he can make me a rocket ship to take me to Pluto. I don't want to be here no more. And Pluto is the farthest place from Earth. I just, I just don't want to see y'all ever again, really. Who wants to travel to Pluto with me? You know, uh, I will make, I will make sure that Elon Musk at least puts like 10 seats in the rocket ship for, for us. And, uh, before we go, we can like get some snacks <laughs> before the journey there and make sure that we have like a DVD player at least. Because it's going to be a long journey. By the time we get there, we're going to be old. But it's going to be fun. Because then we can, like, throw purple rocks at each other or something. Because, you know, anti-gravity shit. <laughs> is Pluto purple? I think it is. Last time I checked, it was purple. But anyway, yeah, no. Hit me up if you really want to go to Pluto with me, okay? I'm tired of this world, man. They ruined it. Anyway. I'm done ranting. I'm done being... What was that? I'm just... I'm almost halfway done with my cup of coffee. That's probably why. I'm just imaginative and weird today. Um, but it appears to be a gigantic gag, much to the jargon of uh, progressives everywhere. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um... I really don't know anymore. If it's a joke, then it's a joke. It's a very ill-received joke. But if it's real, 
I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. After all the... Uh, after much consideration, um, I have decided to become... Or decided to come out and finally feel comfortable announcing my true, authentic self. Webb wrote to his uh, Facebook page. It is with great relief that I announce to everyone that I identify as a woman, but not just any woman, but as a woman of color as well. I guess this would make me gay lesbian as well, since I'm attracted to women. Okay. <clears throat> Webb, the Muncie, Indiana native, noted that he would retain um, using he-him pronouns and might wind up changing his mind someday. So, as the list goes, he's a biological male who identifies as a woman, a African-American woman, who uses he-him pronouns. That makes so much sense. To avoid confusion, um... Everyone can continue to address me as Ryan or as Councilwoman or Councilman Webb. Um, he said, I will also retain my preferred pronouns of he, him. However, this uh, <clears throat> will, no, in, in, will in no way diminish my true identity as a woman of color. I'm excited to be a vocal partner of the LGBTQIA PC. What is the PC? Didn't I just, like, read another, like, adaptation of the LGBTQ and it had something else in it at the end? Now it's PC plus plus plus. Okay. It's got three pluses now. I'm not for this. I'm not for this at all. Um, real question. What does the P stand for? What's the P stand for, guys? Because if it's a pedophile, I'm gonna light something on fire. I don't know what, but I'm gonna light something on fire in a fit of rage. Anyway, who knows just how far we can take things, but I'm just glad that this is now possible so anyone can be anything or anyone they want. God bless America. (laughs) No, not everybody. No. 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 See, here's the problem with that. If you identify as anyone or anything that you want, you're not going to get a job. Especially for people, like, it's just regular civilians. Like, I love cats. I'm a cat person, I always have been. And I love cats. Sometimes I wonder, hey, um, I wonder what it's like to be a cat. So if I somehow decided to go insane and say I identify as a cat and tell my boss that I need a giant litter box to shit in and she would have to clean up after me, I would be fired on the spot. Because that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, to me, it's the same way with people who want to be a certain, um, type of person. Um, like anybody who's an other kin, you guys need therapy. 
Like, if you guys decide that you want to be an animal, you're not going to get a job. You're not going to be taken seriously in this world. But let's just move that aside. I'm just saying, like, if at some point somebody went insane and decided to be a cat, you're not going to get a job. People are going to think that you're nuts and you deserve to be on the street. That, that's just it. Um, but anyway, when it comes to somebody who... Now, I don't want to say this for all people who are transgender because I believe that everyone's different, but... <clears throat> oh. I've been applying for a job and I just got an interview. Yay! Anyway, um, what I'm trying to say is that uh, when some people, especially in society that are high up, like Dylan Mulvaney or even the councilman who just said that he identifies as a woman of color, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I think I might have clicked on something. They sometimes play on the stereotype of that type of person that they want to be. Um, for Dylan Mulvaney, okay, it's the Cali, it's the whiny Cali girl type of woman. Um, because I don't know, I'm pretty sure she lives or he lives in fucking California. Most most crazy people do but <clears throat> but she she um she talks like this and oh my god um i i want to drink lattes and sit my ass on the beach and get sand in my ass crack just looking at guys who surf like i really need a daddy mm. Uh, and I don't have a job. I just earn money p taking pictures in front of the beach and showing my nasty man legs and fake tits. Okay. I I've noticed that there's a lot of women out there, just women, that have this whiny Cali girl accent. <clears throat> and I'm just like, how is that cute? That's not cute at all. All right. It's not okay. And for Dylan Mulvaney, he has a stereotype, okay? He has a stereotype in his mind how women act, and that's how he comes off as the whiny Cali girl who complains about her life all the time. And um, it's not cute. It's not how women actually act. All women are different. And um, I am very um, curious about how um, Webb is going to act. When he finally transitions into a woman of color, is he going to act upon a stereotype of an African-American woman? Because if that happens, there is going to be so much more controversy than there is right now. And I don't think this should happen. I really don't think this should happen. Progressives say that Webb is making a mockery of them and are demanding that he resign. Um, if he were serious, I'd sing his praises, said Charlie's uh, Jameson, a transgender female, uh, told the council recently. But instead, I know better. We all do. I know better because of his history of making hateful anti-trans statements on social media and uh, disrespecting one's pronouns. 
Um, he has purposefully and intentionally misgendered me, ridiculing my own gender, gender identity. Um, that is not something transgender people uh, do to one another. Well, I mean, if this is a joke, it's it's a really bad joke. It's a very bad joke. It is just because, for one, um, as much as I disagree with the trans community and how they operate and how um, some of them act, uh, I mean, I mean, my love still stretches to them really, because there is something that has gone on in their life, most likely, not all, uh, that has, you know, gotten them to this point in their life. Uh, in the end, we're all just trying to find our way through life in the, you know, most convenient way possible, and it's, that's okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when, when it comes to political stuff and stuff like that, when it comes to trans community and everything with that being political, I usually have something to say. But, uh, I don't hate ya. I'm just wondering why some people in the community act like this. But, the thing is, under the leftist rules, uh, you are not allowed to question the sincerity or sanity of somebody who claims that they are a member of the opposite sex. Now, best-selling LGBTQ uh, children's author Matt Walsh is on the case to make sure that Webb is respected. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> Matt Walsh was the same guy that did What is a Woman, right? I know there was a whole controversy with him and Daily Wire dropped him. I'm, at some point, I'm going to have to address that because I don't really know what happened. But apparently, Miss Webb's self-identity is not being respected in Delaware County, Walsh tweeted. A number of people at the last council meeting even uh, called for her to resign and wondering if I'm I'm wondering if I might need to show up to the next meeting to show my support. Can't tolerate this bigotry in the year of 2023. Wow. A recent council meeting Webb continued uh, <clears throat> to put the radical gender ideology on blast in an adaptation fashion. Or, I'm sorry, in a deadpan fashion. Uh, to clarify, I never claimed to be <clears throat> trans anything. He said, I simply express my own gender identity. I am uh, being dead serious. This isn't a joke. I said what I said. I don't know how, I don't know what to tell you. I don't uh, get to, you don't get to question me. You do not get to require uh, proof from me. You were part of the movement and helped establish these rules and set the bar, okay? Uh, you don't get to come uh, later when someone else joins the club that you don't want in. You don't get to question how I identify. I think this is a gag. I think this, I think he's probably trying to prove a point. And I don't know, we'll see. This will be interesting. Uh, <clears throat> if you can wake up one day and change your gender as Dylan Mulvaney did, <laughs> yeah, uh, then you can change your race too. Yeah, no, he's 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 making a joke of it. He has to be for him to say something like that. I can't take that seriously. But all Webb is doing is holding the left to the standards that they set. Rules are rules, after all. Godspeed, Mr. Webb. <laughs> 
congratulations on making history as the first woman of color and lesbian in the Delaware County Council. <laughs> now that has to be a joke. It has to be. I'm calling, I'm calling bullshit. This is a joke. <laughs> okay, for one thing, um, I don't want to assume that uh, the people of Japan have uh, hated the ex-prime minister, Shinzo Abe, that was murdered. I don't want to assume there were bad politics involved with this man because I don't know the government of Japan. But um, for those of you who are mourning, I give my deepest condolences um, because I just heard about this and I really just wanted to talk about it for those of you who are mourning the death of Shinzo Abe today. So... um, let us get into this real quick. Murder charge for a man who allegedly killed ex-Japanese prime minister with a homemade gun. A man accused of assassinating former uh, Japanese prime minister Shinzo Abe has been charged with murder months after Abe was shot while giving a campaign speech in western Japan. Tetsuya Yamagami, um, <clears throat> who allegedly shot Abe, in July, with a homemade gun, will stand trial for murder uh, and a gun charge, according to the Nara District Court. The charges came from came after a lengthy mental examination to determine whether Yamagami um, could be tried. the The date after the trial um, has not yet been set, but uh, both a panel of civil jurors and bench judges are expected to preside over uh, the courtroom. A conviction could lead to the death penalty, although experts say a life sentence is more likely according to the CBS News. According to police, um, hang on, Uh, according to the police, Yamagami uh, has said that he or that the killing was motivated by Abe's alleged ties to the Unification Church. Hmm. Yamagami disliked the church because of his mother's large financial donations to it, and um, its influence on the public square is controversial in in Japan. Hmm. Um, The Unification Church. Is that the church where they believe that bringing guns to church is like a holy thing. I have a feeling that's either, it has to be in Japan because China wouldn't allow it. I think, I think I know what they're talking about. The unification church usually, uh, yeah, it's one of those cults. Uh, I feel like I would have to really do some research with that just to make sure. But, um, I'm pretty certain that that is about, um, Yeah, I think I know what that's about. But Yamagami told also, or could also be hit with additional uh, weapon and explosive charges as well as charges relating to building damages. Um, Tomoaki Onizuka, uh, the police chief of Nara in the city where Abe was assassinated, took responsibility for the security uh, problems that allowed the popular leader to be killed. It is the undeniable, uh, or it is undeniable that there are problems with the security uh, for former President Abe, 
um, I'm sorry, Prime Minister Abe, and we will immediately identify the problems and take appropriate measures to resolve them, Anazuka said. Um, after the first report of the incident came at 11.30 a.m., the situation was revealed. Uh, it was the height of the guilt and regret um, I felt in my 27 years of law enforcement, he said. I feel the weight of my responsibility. Abe was the longest-serving prime minister in Japanese history and was widely praised by world leaders with whom he had worked with during his tenure. Um, I know that Donald Trump is also mourning his death as well. Um, Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen um, said the nation had lost a close friend. Abe was vocal in recent years about the need to support Taiwan. Uh, not only has the international community lost an important leader, but Taiwan has also lost an important and close friend. Taiwan and Japan were both democratic countries with uh, the rule of law, and our government severely condemns violent and illegal acts, I said. President Joe Biden, as well as former President Donald Trump, both commended, commented on the assassination. It is a tragedy um, for Japan and for all who knew him. Um, I had the privilege to work closely with Prime Minister Abe, the longest-serving Japanese Prime Minister. Um, his vision of a free, open Indo-Pacific will endure. Above all, we care deeply about Japanese people and dedicated... I'm sorry, yeah, he cared about Japanese people and his life uh, to their service. So that was President Joe Biden. Then Trump called the news devastating. Uh, devastating and said it was a tremendous blow to the wonderful people of Japan who loved and admired him so much. Yeah. Um, I'm really sorry to my Japanese listeners and to everybody who are mourning his death. I give you all of my love. Um, and I just offer my condolences. I hope that Japan will see another day that is hopeful just as Abe has given hopeful days before. Okay. I was looking for a specific type of story that did happen not too long ago, but I am going to address this first. That way we can get to a more serious uh, segment or uh, a little more of a serious story after this one. I would rather get all the ridiculousness out first and then have a more reverent like way of expressing the next story. Um, so yes, there will be four stories uh, in um, the politics section today. <laughs> but um, we all know the Clintons are fucking nuts, right? They're all batshit. I mean, all of them. All of them. And uh, this also uh, extends to their children. So, Chelsea Clinton is dragged for defending sexually explicit books for kids. I'm not surprised, but it's cool. It's not cool, but you know what I mean. I'm not surprised. Former presidential daughter Chelsea Clinton took to the 
uh, took some backlash <clears throat> going into the weekend for uh, Thursday tweet opposing bans of LGBTQ themed books some of which have concerned parents calling uh, calling on school boards to enforce the boundary between literature and pornography true uh I believe that children should have their innocence and them knowing too much about sex is just going to destroy them. Um, let's see. Clinton started to furrer, whatever that means, by sharing um, an NBC News article that declared that the recent push to ban a number of sexually explicit books from, um elementary schools and middle school libraries um, of the top 13 most challenged books according to the American Library Association um, Stephen had or sorry seven (laughs) Jesus who's Stephen Um, seven had LGBTQ themes okay Um, after 50% of the uh, attempted book bans last year involved books with the LGBTQ plus characters and themes books are a vital way that children adolescents and adults learn about themselves and our world bans such as these give me a second I was on fire too I was really rolling it out (laughs) Um, books such as these are nothing but harmful, she tweeted. Um, <clears throat> hang on. So, oh yeah, okay, bands such as these are nothing but harmful, she tweeted, quoting uh, from the article. You are too much like your parents. I think you're just trying to prove to your parents that you're you're just as liberal as them. You know, because if you decide to be, you know, anything but, you're going to be disowned. I really, I can't take Chelsea Clinton seriously at all. Um, I just can't. And the fact that you, like, on the last episode of Dairy Girls, you just had to be in there. You're a bitch. I just, you, you ruined my favorite Irish fucking show. Fuck you. Uh, so I do, I have a personal vendetta about the bitch. Okay, just stop. I feel like she's also just trying to be relevant as well. Just like, man, you were once the president's child. Let that shit go. (sighs) But as critics quickly pointed out, many of the books were not being banned at all. They were simply being removed from school libraries based on uh, age range for which they were deemed inappropriate. Um, Others noted that the least, or at the least, um, some of the books that the article mentioned included graphic depictions um, and even literal uh, illustrations of sex acts. Why do we need to teach our kids this? Why? Are you just preparing them to be sexually trafficked one day? Or be kind to a pedophile who's going to victimize them in every way possible. I mean, that is the only way. That is the only way you got. That, that's the only reason to me. That's the only reason why you guys want to keep that in there. It's because you guys want to push pedophilia into the LGBTQ. That, that, that's all you want. 
because all of y'all, including Chelsea, okay, I know you're a pedophile. Shit, fucking bitch. (sighs) Anyone in politics, especially, or anyone in Hollywood, if they all came out as pedophile, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I know. You guys, you guys probably pass around a child and do shit to them until they're dead. It's terrible, but it's true. It happens. Others noted that at least some of the books in the article mentioned included graphic depictions. Um, okay, so, and some include a sex act between minors. Pedophilia. Chelsea Clinton has some, or has come out, uh, in favor of porn for kids. Uh, the Babylon Bee CEO, Seth Dillon, tweeted um, on, or in response, Satan and I think kids should have access to porn. Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> I know she didn't say that. Hopefully. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Chad Felix Green added the photo uh, on the article where you're quoting features a book with explicit illustration of sex acts, a book about incest, uh, one, a sex story about two ten-year-old boys, one about a man raping and isolating a twelve-year-old girl, uh, and one about a teen girl who seduces a man who kidnaps her. Oh my god. That's why they're being banned. That's why they're being removed. I mean, to be honest, they shouldn't be removed, they should be banned, because that is disgusting. On several occasions, parents and even students have attended school board meetings and read aloud from some of the books in question, and in times, uh, they have been asked to stop due to the inappropriate nature of the content. Well, school board, you guys allowed this. You guys allowed this. You should at least stomach the content that you allowed, right? Fuck you. Fuck Chelsea Clinton. Okay, you know what? I found this on my phone, and it's How to Heal from Childhood Trauma. Well, if you've been here for a while, you know me, and I know more than just me, you know, have this problem about healing, trying to heal from childhood trauma and stuff like that. So, but you know that your your host has gone through some shit. But anyway... Healing from childhood trauma can be a very lonely experience. You might uh, summon the courage to confide in your friends, but their will, um, meaning responses, often leave you feeling more isolated and misunderstood than ever. Why am I the only one feeling this way? Why am I losing, or am I losing my mind? Um, I'm such a failure. Uh, These feelings are prevalent among survivors. Although it is not the only type of childhood trauma, um, attachment trauma is one of the most common. Attachment trauma is not socially acceptable of a subject. Saying anything negative about one's parents is taboo. Uh, You may be labeled as ungrateful, unappreciative, or a terrible child. 
despite having endured significant pain under the parents' care. But uh, you are not alone, and there is hope for, you know, in healing. So uh, what is childhood trauma? Childhood trauma refers to deeply distressing or adverse childhood experiences, or ACES, um, that occur during a person's formative years, typically from infancy to adolescence. The perception of distress is subjective. Uh, what one child finds distressing may not affect another in the same manner. That means that uh, what is traumatic for one child might not be for another. And what is traumatic for a child might not be traumatic for an adult. And examples of childhood trauma. So we're going to be getting into some specific types of abuse so please forgive me if i trigger you you guys can go ahead and skip this story if you like but there are different types of trauma children may experience abusive parents physical emotional and sexual abuse childhood neglect dysfunctional family school violence community violence accidents or serious injuries prolonged separation from parents chronic illness divorce of caregivers kidnapping natural disasters or sudden death of a parent. Uh, What makes childhood trauma hard to heal from? Childhood trauma is uh, developmental trauma and can be hard to heal. Trauma during the formative years can affect a child's brain development more than uh, at any other time. Toxic stress uh, plays a significant role in disrupting the, the development of our emotional brains and fear responses. Young children uh, who experience abuse or neglect will follow distinctively uh, different biological pathways uh, compared to children whose parents are perceptive and responsive to their needs. These experiences in childhood can affect how... Um, individuals will uh, view themselves, others, and the world. They determine how a child interacts with others, and they can create painful, repetitive, and self-fulfilling cycles. Um, Childhood trauma is defined not solely by the frightening experience, but also by the reaction the one receives after that. The experience and the aftermath Uh, together can have enduring effects on one's life. For example, traumatized children uh, with a parent who dismisses their emotions are at a higher risk of developing borderline personality disorder. Wow. That's interesting. It really does come down to how we bring up our children. Um, I do remember... I can't remember like what, where I saw this. It was one of those Facebook um, videos that you see and you scroll through. And um, they had like answers, like developmental answers for like children who end up developing certain mental illnesses. And I'm like, is this really true? I mean, it must be true because it, it does come down to how you parent your child. Um, let's see. Even though traumatized children struggle with these negative aspects, they are rarely provided with assistance or resources to cope with their emotions. Um, Other than hearing 
dismissive phrases like deal with it, pull yourself together, or get over it. Um, As a result, children may carry resolved trauma, unresolved trauma into adulthood, leading to a failure or into a future marked by lingering emotional challenges that are difficult to heal from. Signs of childhood trauma. The importance of healing childhood trauma, unresolved childhood trauma, can have long-lasting effects on an adult life. Um, Effects of childhood trauma include um, the following. Emotional dysregulation, trouble dealing with stress and anger, and showing impulsive behavior. Mental health conditions such as depression, anxiety, disassociation, acute stress disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, etc. Personality disorders uh, such as borderline personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, interpersonal relationship difficulties, uh, forming and maintaining healthy relationships, maladaptive mechanisms, substance abuse, alcoholism, Um, And somatic symptoms, chronic pain, sleep disorders, um, digestive issues, and a weakened immune system. And how to heal from your childhood trauma. The first step is healing, or in healing uh, from trauma involves uh, facing painful experiences and ceasing to live in denial. Recognize the effects of the traumatic memories in your life as ignoring or suppressing them can perpetuate emotional and psychological distress. By accepting and acknowledging the trauma, you can begin to process the emotions and memories associated with it, ultimately allowing them to work through the pain and um, start on a new path towards healing and growth. It's not your fault. Uh, While it's essential to accept the and confront the traumatic um, experiences. Do not blame yourself for what happened. Childhood trauma is never the child's fault. Um, children are vulnerable and dependent on the adults in their lives and uh, for protection, uh, care, and guidance. They are not responsible for the actions or inactions of others that led to their suffering. That being said, it is also crucial to recognize you have control over your future and the choices you make moving forward. Empower yourself by making or by taking charge of your healing journey. Um, Do not let your past dictate your present or future life. Often, childhood trauma is caused by the disruption of one's attachment to their primary caregiver. Rational trauma can be healed through positive relationships. The best way to build a positive, supportive relationship can help you heal um, and is by seeking a therapeutic relationship with an experienced mental health professional. Unlike friends or acquaintances who may inadvertently try to uh, say hurtful things despite their desire to help. Mental health uh, counselors are dedicated to helping you and have the expertise to do so effectively. Um, If cost is a concern, look for free therapy or other low-cost options. My husband is talking on the phone. Pardon me. 
Working on a therapist who is a good fit for you is essential. Not every therapist will be the perfect fit for every survivor as individuals have unique needs and preferences regarding effective treatment, uh, personality, and communication style. Finding the right one for you may take time and, uh, and involve several trials. Now, it's a trial and error thing with therapists. Um, so don't think that like finding the right one is going to happen right away because it's not going to. Um, and that's okay. You just need a therapist that understands you. It took me a while to find one of my therapists that I had a long time ago. She was amazing. I miss her. <laughs> Apparently she's got her own business now. I'm so proud of her. But anyway, um, finding the right one for you may take time and involve several trials. Do not be discouraged if you haven't found one you feel comfortable opening up to yet. It is normal to try uh, multiple therapists and uh, finding the right one that best aligns with your needs and goals. Don't isolate yourself. Trauma survivors may tend to avoid others and withdraw from social activities, but uh, connecting with people plays a crucial role in recovery. And that's the one thing that I really want to like stress to certain people is that if you see somebody like sitting at a party alone or sitting at a, I don't know, a church group alone, go ahead and sit with them and say, hi, like, hey, how are you doing? How's everything? How are you feeling? Sort of thing. Like, I always tell people, I haven't told my listeners this in a very long time, but how are you feeling is the most important question you can ask somebody, especially if they're going through something mental or emotional. They need to hear that. Okay, you know what? I found this on my phone, and it's how to heal from childhood trauma. Well, if you've been here for a while, you know me, and I know more than just me. You know, have this problem about healing, trying to heal from childhood trauma and stuff like that. So, but you know that your your host has gone through some shit. But anyway, healing from childhood trauma can be a very lonely experience. You might uh, summon the courage to confide in your friends, but their will um, meaning responses often leave you feeling more isolated and misunderstood than ever. Why am I the only one feeling this way? Why am I losing, or am I losing my mind? Um, I'm such a failure. Uh, these feelings are prevalent among survivors. Although it is not the only type of childhood trauma, um, attachment trauma is one of the most common. Attachment trauma is not socially acceptable of a subject. Saying anything negative about one's parents is taboo. Uh, you may be labeled as ungrateful, unappreciative, or a terrible child, despite having endured significant pain under the parents' care. But uh, you are not alone, and there is hope for 
you know, in healing. So uh, what is childhood trauma? Childhood trauma refers to deeply distressing or adverse childhood experiences or ACES um, that occur during a person's formative years, typically from infancy to adolescence. The perception of distress is subjective. Uh, What one child finds distressing may not affect another in the same manner. That means that uh, what is traumatic for one child might not be for another. And what is traumatic for a child might not be traumatic for an adult. And examples of childhood trauma. So we're going to be getting into some specific types of abuse. So please forgive me if I trigger you. You guys can go ahead and skip this story if you like. But there are different types of trauma children may experience. Abusive parents, physical, emotional, and sexual abuse, childhood neglect, dysfunctional family, school violence, community violence, accidents or serious injuries, prolonged separation from parents, chronic illness, divorce of caregivers, kidnapping, natural disasters, or sudden death of a parent. Uh, What makes childhood trauma hard to heal from? Childhood trauma is uh, developmental trauma and can be hard to heal. Trauma during the formative years can affect a child's brain development more than uh, at any other time. Toxic stress uh, plays a significant role in disrupting the, the development of our emotional brains and fear responses. Young children uh, who experience abuse or neglect will follow distinctively Uh, different biological pathways uh, compared to children whose parents are perceptive and responsive to their needs. These experiences in childhood can affect how um, individuals will uh, view themselves, others, and the world. They determine how a child interacts with others and they can create painful, repetitive, and self-fulfilling cycles. Um, childhood trauma is defined not solely by the frightening experience, but also by the reaction the one receives after that. The experience and the aftermath uh, together can have enduring effects on one's life. For example, traumatized children uh, with a parent who dismisses their emotions are at a higher risk a developing borderline personality disorder. Wow. That's interesting. It really does come down to how we bring up our children. Um, I do remember... I can't remember, like, what... Where I saw this. It was one of those Facebook um, videos that you see. And you scroll through. And um, they had, like, answers, like, developmental answers for, like, children who end up developing certain mental illnesses. And I'm like, is this really true? I mean, it must be true. Because it it does come down to how you parent your child. Um, Let's see. Even though traumatized children struggle with these negative aspects, they are rarely provided with assistance or resources to cope with their emotions. Um, Other than hearing dismissive phrases like deal with it, pull yourself together, or get over it, um, as a result, children may carry resolved trauma 
unresolved trauma into adulthood, leading to a failure or into a future marked by lingering emotional challenges that are difficult to heal from. Signs of childhood trauma. The importance of healing childhood trauma, unresolved childhood trauma, can have long-lasting effects on an adult life. Um, Effects of childhood trauma include um, the following. Emotional dysregulation, trouble dealing with stress and anger, and showing impulsive behavior. Mental health conditions such as depression, anxiety, disassociation, acute stress disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, etc. Personality disorders uh, such as borderline personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, interpersonal relationship difficulties, uh, forming and maintaining healthy relationships, maladaptive mechanisms, substance abuse, alcoholism, Um, And somatic symptoms, chronic pain, sleep disorders, um, digestive issues, and a weakened immune system. And how to heal from your childhood trauma. The first step is healing, or in healing uh, from trauma involves uh, facing painful experiences and ceasing to live in denial. Recognize the effects of the traumatic memories in your life as ignoring or suppressing them can perpetuate emotional and psychological distress. By accepting and acknowledging the trauma, you can begin to process the emotions and memories associated with it, ultimately allowing them to work through the pain and um, start on a new path towards healing and growth. It's not your fault. Uh, While it's essential to accept the and confront the traumatic um, experiences. Do not blame yourself for what happened. Childhood trauma is never the child's fault. Um, Children are vulnerable and dependent on the adults in their lives and uh, for protection, uh, care, and guidance. They are not responsible for the actions or inactions of others that led to their suffering. That being said, it is also crucial to recognize you have control over your future and the choices you make moving forward. Empower yourself by making or by taking charge of your healing journey. Um, do not let your past dictate your present or future life. Often, childhood trauma is caused by the disruption of one's attachment to their primary caregiver. Rational trauma can be healed through positive relationships. The best way to build a positive, supportive relationship can help you heal um, and is by seeking a therapeutic relationship with an experienced mental health professional. Unlike friends or acquaintances who may inadvertently try to uh, say hurtful things despite their desire to help. Mental health uh, counselors are dedicated to helping you and have the expertise to do so effectively. Um, If cost is a concern, look for free therapy or other low-cost options. My husband is talking on the phone. Pardon me. Working on a therapist who is a good fit for you is essential. 
Not every therapist will be the perfect fit for every survivor, as individuals have unique needs and preferences regarding effective treatment,、uh, personality, and communication style. Finding the right one for you may take time and、uh, and involve several trials. Now, it's a trial and error thing with therapists.、Um, So don't think that like finding the right one is gonna happen right away because it's not going to,、um, and that's okay. You just need a therapist that understands you. It took me a while to find one of my therapists that I had a long time ago. She was amazing. I miss her. <laughs> Apparently, she's got her own business now. I'm so proud of her.、But、anyway,、um, finding the right. One for you may take time and involve several trials. Do not be discouraged if you haven't found one you feel comfortable opening up to yet. It is normal to try、uh, multiple therapists, and、uh, finding the right one that best aligns with your needs and goals. Don't isolate yourself. Trauma survivors may tend to avoid others and withdraw from social activities, but、uh, connecting with people plays a crucial role in recovery. And that's the one thing that I really want to like stress to certain people is that if you see somebody like sitting at a party alone, or sitting at a I don't know a church group alone, go ahead and sit with them and say hi. Like, hey, how are you doing? How's everything? How are you feeling? Sort of thing. Like, I always tell people. I haven't told my listeners this in a very long time, but how are you feeling? Is The most important question you can ask somebody, especially if they're going through something mental or emotional, they need to hear that. All right. Now I know I'm not the only person that is addicted and married to music.、Um, I love music. It's one of my favorite things. And、uh, so yeah, here's a 15 ways、uh, your choice of music reveals your personality. So that's interesting.、Um, how does your favorite music reveal more about you and who you are as a person? Taking a deeper look, there are. I'm sorry. Taking a deeper look, there are actually some interesting insights、uh, we can find out from a person's musical tastes. Here are the most interesting ways your choice of music reveals your personality. How open-minded are you? First of all, your musical taste review reveals how open-minded you are.、Um, it is easy to tell. Do you like、uh, one or two very specific genres, or are you quite Open to almost anything. Very open-minded people tend to like all kinds of music and、uh, love being introduced to experimental new styles, world music, or any type of tunes that they may not have heard of before.、Uh, there's nothing wrong with being more selective and only liking a few types of music.、Uh, the upside. Is that it means you likely have a stronger willpower and define goals, values, and ideals. There is also nothing wrong with being more open-minded and liking most kinds of music. 
The upside is that uh, you're likely more curious and open to learning more as well as less judgmental. Personally, I love all types of music. You should see my playlist. I have, I'm kind of obsessed. I did not mean to play that. <laughs> uh, I was trying to close an ad out, but um, no, you should see my playlist. I have like playlists dedicated to anime characters. It's, it's an addiction, it's a problem. Anyway, uh, number two is how intense are you? The next of things that your musical taste says about your personality is it tells a lot about how intense you are. Do you like music uh, that is more in your face and dramatic or music that is more chill? Genres like heavy metal and classical can be both very dramatic and forceful depending on what track or uh, symphony you're talking about. Uh, a genre like rap and hip-hop tends to be tends to vary between intensity and a more relaxed vibe. A genre like ja- jazz or rhythm and blues tends to be mellower and more relaxed. Choice in music can say a lot about how secure you are. This is not only in terms of the content and style of music you're listening to, but also in terms of whether you are comfortable and secure in liking music that others may dislike or find weird or bad. Yeah. A lot of people don't like my weird taste in steampunk music, but that's okay. <laughs> um, if you love heavy metal, I don't. I, uh, that's too intense for me. But uh, when your group of friends think it's too harsh or psycho, or you love classical despite your friends um, and partner thinking it's too pastel, who knew that that would be a fucking word in 2023 that was used other than to describe color? Um, or boring. Yeah, okay. Um, it can be hard liking music that others around you dislike or make fun of. It can also be that you like all the same music as the others more out of uh, peer pressure than uh, true enjoyment, which can indicate a certain amount of insecurity. Now, let's take a look at specific genres that they say is uh, linked to your personality. Okay. Number four is rock. I love rock. Rock is nice. Especially that, like, vintage rock, like, um, what is it? Nirvana and The Clash and The Ramones. They age well. It's beautiful. They got tasty, tasty music. Rock and roll has a wide variety of stupidity. I can't say subgenres, but in general, uh, this is all about uh, fusing melody, a strong beat, and tough, catchy vocals. Rock it has a crossover with many other genres, of course, and people like all different kinds. Um, still, we can generalize that people who favor rock can be energetic, direct, emotional, and extroverted. 
energetic and emotional and direct. Yes, extroverted. No, <laughs> not for me personally. But number five is rap. Rap also comes in many styles and could also uh, include some genres such as hip hop. Uh, rap is all about putting together clever wordplay and lyrics with high energy, heavy beats, and uh, that can get people's attention. Uh, more mellow rap gets into more reflective lyrics, chill beats, and low or slow, relaxed melodic hooks. Those who like rap fit across every um, age and lifestyle, uh, but we can make some generalizations up about rap lovers that they tend to be action-oriented, high verbal intelligence, strong willpower, sometimes impulsive and courageous. I technically only like one type of rap or one artist. It just depends, really. It's very rare for me to like anything rap. Number six is country. I hate country. I mean, no, I guess I don't. Because to be honest, I have lived in a hillbilly family for a very long time. So there are very rare occasions where I do like a country song. Like that one with Kid Rock, uh, Sweet Home Alabama. That's some good shit. That's some good shit. Or Big and Rich, uh, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. That's my shit. That's my shit. I like it. I don't know why. Or Brooks and Dunn, what is it? Um, Play Something Country. That's a good fucking song. (laughs) It all depends. It all depends. So yes, country, I like, I accept, but I don't listen to it very often. Um, Country music has gone through many evolutions. At um, At its heart, country is nicknamed Three Chords and The Truth. And most non-listeners believe country is mainly about loss and sadness. It usually is. Loss and sadness, losing your dog, losing your girl, and just looking out in the sunset over a cornfield crying. Like, that's usually how that goes. Um, No offense, but it's true. Just country listeners, fucking embrace it. it. That's just who you guys are. Anyway, in fact... Country is a complex genre about the paradoxes of life and often talks about the highs and lows within the same song. Uh, country is about the about a past that's both longed for and painful at the same time, and about a future that is both feared and anticipated at the same time. Country listeners tend to be more of the, like the salt of the earth type, but uh, come all... I'm sorry, but they come in all forms, all right? Excuse me for me not reading right. Uh, We can generally say that country fans tend to be traditional, nostalgic, loyal, torn between between, um, idealism and cynicism, and prone to big highs and lows. Folk. Mm, Depends on what kind of folk, though. I'm not really a big fan of this one. But number seven is folk. Folk music is often associated with uh, greats like Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell. Um, Another one is Mumford and Sons is a good one. He is, he is we. And uh, him and her, or she and her, or she and him, or something like that. Um, But really includes many songs from the earliest recorded music and uh, songs with 
which were uh, passed along. Okay, uh, folk music is, in a literal sense, the songs of the folk or the people. Okay, I, I understand. It's kind of like an extension of indie, but there's a lot of ukulele and very, um, I don't want to say happy beats, but they're like a lot of happy tunes, you know. Um, whatever kind of folk you're into, we can say that folk fans tend to be sensitive, insightful, alternative, perceptive, and patient. Number eight, it's classical. I don't like classical music. Oh, it's annoying to me, but... Classical music in all its forms is considered classy and timeless for a reason. Classical can transport your mind and spirit into another plane of reality and truly transcend the present moment. Classical fans tend to be uh, among the older generations, although new waves of fans are certainly coming up to coming up through the ranks. Okay, we can generally say that classic music lovers can be refined, picky, analytical, subtle, great conversationalists, and sometimes shy. Man, sometimes people who like rock are shy as well, me included, but maybe I'm just a rare form of person when it comes to that. Number nine is electronic. I can take some electronic. Mm-hmm. Um... Electronic music in all of its forms is gaining more and more popularity. Whether you like house, trance, or some form of EDM, electronic music attracts the eclectic crowd of party people and mellowed out voyagers. And these people tend to be adventurous, sensual, fun-loving, and alternative. I'm going to fucking skip the intros to these because I'm kind of getting tired. I babysat three kids today. Um, so people who tend to listen to blues are reflective, introspective, introspective, authentic, shy, and honest. Those jazz lovers are unique, mellow, clever, ironic, sophisticated, and smooth. The reggae lovers are open-minded, peace-seeking, and expressive, funk, vivacious, funny, eclectic, and creative. And the punks, ooh, I like punk. Mm. I love punk. They tend to be individualistic, principled, rebellious, emotionally intense, and earnest. Number 15 is heavy metal. They're introverted, frustrated, and energetic. Music for everybody. Yes, I love it. All right. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you in the trenches next time. And season four, I'm going to surprise you with much much more (sighs) i'm going to surprise you with much much more um such as new names to old segments new art and new sounds so thank you so much for listening see ya